With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time Gospel broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven-bought privilege that our Lord allows us day after day to gather by the radio and study His precious Word together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you will get your Bible and let's open the Word of God and just let God speak to our heart from His Word. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, we're looking at these first four verses on God's plan of giving to missions. The Bible said in verse number one, now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. And when I come, whomsoever you shall approve of your letters, then will I send also to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. And if it be meet that I go also, they shall go with me. Here we have the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth concerning their giving and offering that is for missions. As I've said on earlier broadcasts, I was taught in my youth that this was New Testament tithing. But when you study the Word of God, then you see clearly it is not New Testament tithing. This is a collection for some saint somewhere. We'll find out who is we're going in the Scripture. But I say to you again, tithes are not collected for saints. They're collected from saints. But here we have some money, some materials that are being gathered together for some saints of God who are serving God back over at Jerusalem. Then the Bible mentions this order. The Word of God said, as I have given order, and that means an established pattern. As I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. I pointed out to you, this is not only Paul writing to the church at Corinth, but it's the Holy Ghost saying to each of us today and to all of our churches, this is God's plan for every one of His churches in giving to missions. So we began looking at verse number two, and we find God's plan. Four things I want you to notice. Number one, we learned that it is systematic giving. The Word of God said upon the first day of the week. Now, he is not saying the Lord's day is the only day that we can give a mission offering. No, that's not what he's speaking of at all. The Lord would not be angry if we gave a mission offering on Wednesday night or if we were out of town on the Lord's Day and we took it by the church office on one day of the week. God would not be angry at that. But what he is simply saying is when he uses the expression the first day of the week, he's teaching us to learn to be systematic in our giving. And then number two, We learned that God's plan of giving to missions not only is to be systematic giving, but there's to be total involvement. 
the word of God said, let every one of you. Now, I want to ask you a question this morning. I wonder who all that includes. I wonder who it excludes. Can any one of God's people look at that verse of Scripture and say that does not include me? Can any member of the Lord's church, wherever that church might be, say that that does not speak to my heart? No, my friend. It includes everybody, male, female, young, old, married, single, everyone. God said everyone. You see, God does not excuse any individual from participating in his plan of giving to missions. And so, first of all, it's to be systematic giving. Then second, it's to be total involvement. And then number three, we see that God said that our giving is to be done according as God has prospered us. And again, I want to emphasize that does not say according to how much we've got left over after we pay all of our bills. But up front, you see, look how good God has been to you. God said, you want to know how much I want you to give in missions? Look how good I've been to you. And by the way, the Word of God does say to whom much is given, much is required. And so God said, you look at how good I have been to you, and then you give to missions according as I have prospered you. Now listen to me, friend. I've been saved now for a number of years, and God's been so good to me. If I were to go back to my early years of marriage, I got married in 1962. The tie that I give now is more than my entire paycheck was back then. And so I don't like to put God in the past tense, but God sure has prospered we in America. And God said, I want you to give to missions according as I have prospered you. And if we could get Christian people in America giving to missions according as God's prospered them, then, friend, we would have no problem financing a worldwide missionary program in a short period of time. So God's plan is that it be systematic giving upon the first day of the week, that it be total involvement, let every one of you, then that we give according as the Lord has prospered us. Now notice the fourth thing found in verse number three. The Bible said, And when I come, whomsoever ye shall approve by your letters, then will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. And if it be meet that I go also, they shall go with me. What is he saying in these two verses? Well, first of all, again, our giving to missions is to be systematic giving. Second, our giving to missions is to be total involvement. Let every one of you. Thirdly, our giving to missions is to be given according as God has prospered us. Now, number four, our missions giving is to be done through the local church. You see, when you look at these scripture, the Bible said, and when I come, whomsoever ye, ye is not a singular pronoun, it's plural. It speaks to the entire group. And so he's speaking to that local church. When you read on down, whomsoever ye, plural, shall approve by your singular letters, then will I send to bring your singular 
liberality to Jerusalem. So you see, God's plan is that every member of the church give unto that local church. And then God's plan is that that church receive that mission money and then the money is to be distributed by the authority of that local church. You see, there's nowhere in the Bible that knows anything about missions giving that bypasses the local church. Now, I realize when I say that, that I'm dealing with a subject that has not been taught. And since it's not been taught, then many good people are supporting missionaries and bypassing the local church. Let me say to you again, this Bible knows nothing about mission support that bypasses the local church. You say, why the local church preacher? Because that's God's agency. That's God's uh, organism that God placed here upon this earth to carry out his work through. And so you see, God honors that local church. And our mission giving is to be given to that local church and distributed by the authority of that local church. Now, I realize there are those arguments that I'll be faced with. Someone would say, well, preacher, why can I not support my own missionaries? Well, let me answer that by asking you a question. Why do you want to support your own missionaries? Why would you want to support a missionary that your church would not support? Why would you want to be involved with a missionary that does not meet the approval of your pastor and your people? You see, the reason that God wants us to give to missions through that local church, and I could give you two or three on the time I've got left. Number one, again, as I said with a tithe, when you give your mission money to that local church mission program, then it loses your identity. It takes on the church's identity. So the church gets the honor for it now, and God gets the glory, and you get the reward at the judgment seat of Christ. I am convinced that many people want to give directly to their missionaries and bypass a local church because they love the attention. They love the reward that is given to them by the missionary as he brags upon them and boasts about what great Christians and great givers they are. But then number three, and here's a, a very needed thing that I deal with. You see, many people want to support their own missionaries because they want to set their own standard of choosing whom they're going to support. You know what happens when that occurs? Most of the time, they allow passions to overrule principle. They look at a missionary and say, well, I know he doesn't believe what we believe, but He's a good preacher. I know they don't do it the way we do it, but they're good people. Let me say this, friend. We ought to desire to support missionaries who believe what we believe. I don't want to support a missionary that does not believe the basic doctrines of the Bible that Baptists believe and I believe and we've stood for down through the years. I'll tell you another thing that happens. A lot of people want to support a missionary of their own because that missionary is not scripturally qualified, and the church would not support it. They say, well, I know he's been divorced and remarried, but he's still a good missionary, or he's still a good preacher. You see, what I'm saying is passions overrule principle. But God knows if you bring that thing to that local church, then somebody's going to say, but wait a minute. What about what he believes? 
But wait a minute. What about his family situation? And so God ordained that the mission given be done through that local church. And then don't miss says, when you bypass the local church, you bypass God's multiplying process. You remember the little lad that had the little lunch, met the great big Lord, had a whole lot of leftovers? He could have given that lunch a different way. Suppose an hour before the Lord got the lunch, two little boys ran up and said, uh, I'm hungry. Man, I'm about to starve. And he started giving them bread. And he started giving them fish. And all of a sudden, he's given the whole lunch to those two boys. They've ate it all. And they're still not filled. Now, as far as giving is concerned, he gave the same amount. But look at the difference in the outcome. What is the outcome? Two boys are partially filled. The rest of the crowd got nothing. And there will be no 12 baskets full left over because it missed God's multiplying process. You see, friend, when you bypass that local church, you bypass the Lord's multiplying process. And so God simply teaches us that our giving is to be done through that local church as far as mission support is concerned. Father, take the word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white, it's harvest time. Well, I trust you enjoyed the broadcast today. Let me remind you that November is our anniversary month, and it's also letter month. Each year in November, we encourage our listeners to write to us and let us know if the broadcast is a blessing, and then buy the letters that we receive during the month of November. We make our plans for the coming year on the station that you listen to. So I want to encourage you today, if the broadcast is a blessing to you, you'd love to see it continue on this station. Be sure and pray for the radio ministry, and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of the radio work. Simply address that letter to Harvest Time 179, Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179, Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. Your letter will be a vote to keep this broadcast on your station during the coming year. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at the same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Oh.